0: Welcome to Unwired, the vehicular podcast. Well, we're back for another episode of Unwired, our mobile Unwired the podcast doing mobile podcasting as we're driving all over this great state of Maryland with some of the worst driving I've ever seen. It's not necessarily Maryland's fault. <laughs> I'm more afraid of the Virginia license plates that I see than the Maryland license plates. I'm actually fine with the DC license plates uh, occasionally. If I had to rank them, I would say DC license plates, I, I fear the least and Virginia license plates, I fear the most. Uh, Which one I like the best? New York, I can usually estimate what a New York driver will do. I'm most fearful when I see uh, license plates from way down south, because down south you're so calm, you don't have to worry about, you're not driving in a rush to get anywhere, as opposed to if you have license plates from up north, at least the Mid-Atlantic, you're always in a rush to get somewhere. What does this have to do with Unwired? Well, listen, we're in the mobile podcast era, so you're gonna hear about driving in this, on my mobile podcasting. Now, what do we wanna talk about today besides driving, you know what, I'm gonna take a, a, a step aside, give you a little bit of backdrop about what brought me to Maryland. I was not born and bred in Maryland, not even close. I, was, I learned about life in a much different city than Maryland. And when I first got here, I've been here a couple of years now. When I first got here, I wasn't too fond of the place. Don't ask me about what my opinion is now. That's not important. We're just talking about history here. So I wasn't too fond of the place. I don't really like all this congested driving. Um, I came from, when I, before I moved here, I lived in about let's see five states all together I enjoyed Orlando I enjoyed living in Orlando the best but I didn't appreciate the driving back then Orlando has a a very interesting driving style because you have a lot um, more senior citizens who live in Orlando who drive slower they just do they drive slower then Because there's no real public transportation in central Florida. Yeah, there are buses, but, you know, there's no real transit. A lot of younger people, 16, 17, 18-year-olds, they have cars. Some of them really nice, high-powered cars. So they drive like maniacs because they're young kids. They think they're invincible. I was there once. I know exactly the feeling. Your idea is to drive at as fast a speed as, you, as the car will let you, and the road conditions will permit. And sometimes that's even secondary to what the car will do for you. So you had those contrasting styles. You had a lot of people from up north who moved to Florida who drive aggressively, and so you have this these these mix of styles. And I used to fuss and complain about the driving in Orlando all the time until I moved here. Then I came to appreciate the predictability of driving in Florida. You know you have those three styles, and sometimes you'll get someone in between. Because this area of Maryland and D.C. is so um, international, you have a lot of different styles of driving here. And you cannot always tell just by the license plate of what sort of driving style you're going to get. So you have to drive a lot more offensively in Maryland uh, than you may want at the time. And then you have to deal with congestion like few parts of the United States have. So you have all these congestion issues. You have different driving styles. The very first time I ever drove in Maryland, we were visiting my sister-in-law. We got ran off the road because someone decided they wanted to go from the very far uh, left lane and get the exit on the right lane. We were run off the road because someone had to change lanes at the last minute without looking in their rearview mirror. The first time, there's there's a couple of different roads in this Washington, D.C., Virginia area which strike fear in people's hearts. One of them is 270. One of them is 66 then there's four ninety five those roads i'm not even getting to three ninety five the baltimore washington parkway or, or two ninety five um, those roads strike fear in people's hearts because of the congestion if you've never driven in this area i can't even begin to describe to you how bad it is and i grew up driving in new york city i drove through manhattan consistently i used to have um, i visited people New York, New Jersey, going back and forth all the time. I lived in New Jersey. And yet, the traffic there, as much as there was congestion, everyone sort of drove with the same determination to get somewhere. And you don't have that here. So, thank you for listening to Driving Through the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area. Let's get into our podcast right after these messages. <laughs> Do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know how to get started you have your thoughts all planned out you know what you want to say but you have no idea how to get it online well we at space age consulting can help you go from idea to full-fledged production and you can get your voice heard by millions we can give you the right tools the right equipment the right software as well as the right websites, we can teach you how to do SEO and make sure that many people have access to your podcast. You want to know how to get on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube? Contact us at Space Age Consulting. You can go to our website, www.spaceage-llc.com and check on the contact link. You can also reach us at Unwired the Podcast through email at contactinfo.com at unwiredthepodcast.com. Let's take your dream and make it into a podcast. So it's time to build a new computer. It just is. I've actually had quite a few ne- computer failures recently. I've been trying to do some different things with my network. I run a network at home. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have an IT background which coincides with my AV background, which is perfect because the two technologies are melding. You got to know how to have a network now that there's so much AV technology that requires network. NDI, um, Dante, AVB, um, uh, so many different things. 10 base, HD, no, it's HD base T, excuse me. There's so much different technology that requires IT along with AV. So my IT background serves me well. Then on top of that, um, I want to I want to get a brand new workstation for video editing. You know, some technologies come out from AMD recently. The whole Ryzen line of processors. The that I'm really interested in upgrading. And it's just an issue of money. I've spec'd out out a system that would cost me about 1,300, 1,400 to build. And I actually have some of the parts now, so it'll cost me even less. But I've spec'd out a system that'll cost me a little bit over $1,000 to build. Whereas if I had to purchase it, I'd jump through hoops and pay at least 2,500. I don't mind building computers. I've been building computers since the the, um, the mid the early 90s, actually. The late 80s, I've been building computers. Uh, so building a computer doesn't scare me. Uh, it's just getting all the parts together and which parts do I want to get. So with that in mind, I wanted to go over a couple of specs with you. What my dream computer would be. Uh, let's start with processor. I'm probably going to get an AMD Ryzen. Now, there's some benchmarks that say, "Hey, but an Intel i7, it, it's it it's um, you get more power out of it." Yeah, but I don't think the price point is there when you include the cost of the motherboard, the features available, and then the scale. You might get a a two to five percent rendering. Um, boost but that's not what I really care about when I render I go off and do different things I don't have to sit there and watch it render and if it's a last-minute project well you know it just it takes as long to render as it takes to render I'm not going to try to squeeze the last milliseconds out of my rendering what I really care about is being able to cut 4k and even up to 6k uh, in real time without worrying about stuttering and a lot of that's depending on the video card. And I already have a, a 1080 Ti. So that's not going to be the issue. Memory. I still have very little reason to go even up to 64K. Excuse me. 64 gigs. I say that today, but I've, I've had statements like that bite me in the past. So I'll be cautious. I, I think 32 gig is still a great price point. And it's hard to get anything in between, on most systems, it's hard to get anything between 32 and 64 and make it worth your while. I've had a system with 48 gigs in it, but I didn't see a huge difference. I wasn't, uh, I don't really use After Effects that much. And it's really those type of 3D modeling programs that are going to uh, demand that much more memory. When I use DaVinci Resolve for video editing, I've hardly ever crossed 16 gigs, even with a massive 4K project. Um, I did a music video with five 4K uh, uh, threads on the timeline, and I don't think I pushed over 10 gigs. So the 32 gigs of memory, I think, still serves me well. However, I'm going to get a motherboard that can support between... 64 and 128 just just to be safe you know you can get a bit more life out of your system if you just increase the amount of memory you have and I intend to have these systems for over five years okay so you have that going for you then there's the option of I have the video card we've already covered CPU and memory What about hard drive space? Now, here's what's interesting, and this is what bit me with my current build. There's this particular manufacturer, and I can say the the name of the manufacturer because I'm not besmirching their whole line. I have other um, motherboards from them. But this particular motherboard, I made the mistake of doing a firmware... The, The system was running fine, and I decided to do a firmware update. Big mistake. Ever since I did that firmware update... I lost my RAID configuration, which means I lost a lot of my data that was sitting on the RAID. And even though I had it backed up, I lose time transferring all that data back and forth between the RAID and my external USB 3.0 hard drive. And since I did that, I've lost that RAID four different times. So I'm done with that motherboard. I'm going to get a hardware RAID controller, and they're not that expensive. I have three drives in a RAID 0 configuration um, for speed and it works well for me. I know some people say well why don't you just get um, an SSD? Well because for the price I can buy three um, SATA drives that are larger than getting, you know, you can get a two terabyte 7200 RPM SATA drive for, for about the same price as a 512, a 500 gig uh, SSD card. So I'm gonna go with the, the SATA for the time being. I don't need, like I said, I don't need so fast of a rendering time that I need to get an SSD to squeeze those last few milliseconds out of my rendering. On top of that, I'd like the more storage. I, I'm already filling up my four terabyte drives with video files that i'm recording i'm filling up drives quicker than i can even imagine so i'd rather just have instead of having just a bunch of drives i'd rather have uh, a rated large capacity drive and i'd really rather that than one like eight terabyte drive i'm more concerned with the failure rate there of course if you're talking about RAID zero any of the drives failing and you've lost everything But RAID 5 for protection doesn't really get you enough speed. You lose a lot of speed with a RAID 5 which is more for uh, protection than anything. So let's see what we've covered so far. We've covered CPU, we're going with the AMD. We've covered memory, we're going with at least 32 gigs with the ability to go up to 64. We've covered... Video card, which I have, a GeForce 1080, an NVIDIA GeForce 1080 Ti. Sound card, we just use whatever sound is on board. I have some external cards that I can use as well. Um, Sound blaster is dead. Uh, Motherboard, that's going to be crucial. I will not be buying gigabyte motherboards anymore. I just won't. I wanted an MSI before, and I should have stuck with that. But... I'm not going to buy gigabyte motherboards anymore. I'll talk about their support some other time. So what other component do I need? Network card. Most of the onboard network cards work great. Um, Most of the onboard USB cards work great. So all of those... There's no real reason to change any of those. And with those specs in mind, I can easily hit $1,000, and be done. I don't have to get anything special. I'll have um, a SATA work drive, but then I'll have an SSD boot drive of at least 500 gigs. I'd like more. Then I also throw another drive in there to render off of. So there's a couple of different ways I can do it. And when I come back... We're going to talk about um, finishing up this build, OS, and the different applications that we use on it. So I'll be right back. You have a need. You need your network to be secure. You need your users to feel secure. And you have to know that you're backed by the best network security company out there. Contact Brainwave Consulting. They specialize in small businesses, houses of worship, and educational facilities, protecting your data while you feel secure. Contact Brainwave Consulting at www.brainwavecc.com. All right, so I'm at my location, so I'm going to go over this quickly. In terms of applications, I'm going to be using Windows. I'm going to install DaVinci Resolve. Um, I normally use Sony Vegas, uh, excuse me, Sony SoundForge, which is now Matrix, Magic SoundForge uh, for my audio editing. I'm trying to dump the Adobe suite completely so that I don't have to pay any of their fees. But we'll see how that goes. And then on top of that, there's a couple of other knick-knack programs that we have that... I think I'm going to cover some of the operating tools that I use in the next uh, version of our mobile podcast. But for now, don't forget to call, to write. And don't forget, we're at unwiredthepodcast.com. Twitter is at unwiredthepodcast. There's also... No, there's everything, isn't there? Everything is unwiredthepodcast. So look us up. Looking forward to hearing from you. Bye.